With 375 million visitors a month and 250 million traveler reviews, TripAdvisor is the world's busiest online travel site. Today, we'll hear from Professor Thales Teixeira about his case, Managing Online Reviews at TripAdvisor. I'm your host, Brian Kenny, and you're listening to Cold Call. So we are all sitting there in the classroom. The professor walks in. And, and they look up and you know it's coming. Oh, the dreaded cold call. Professor Tashira is an expert in advertising and digital marketing and the economics of attention. Thales, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. What motivated you to write the case? Why were you interested in it? So um, some of my research is on the economics of attention, and really reviews online have amassed a vast amount of attention nowadays. People have changed their behavior in terms of buying products and services and spending much more time paying attention to reviews of other people like them in trying to understand, gauge um, in an unbiased fashion what is the real quality of these products and services, particularly those in which you can't evaluate before you buy the product. Mm -hmm. And you cite some statistics in the case about the trustworthiness of online reviews. It's remarkable, right? The 85th percentile or so of people that would make a purchase after reading online reviews. Yes. So it turns out that if you think about it from a consumer standpoint, what are the available options of information that I have for uh, trying to buy any service, right? I can uh, basically rely on information provided by professionals, experts, and some people do that. I can rely on information provided by the own company, mm -hmm. and um, that's advertising and PR and other things like that. Or I can rely on information provided by other consumers like me. In the case of hotels, professionals tend to not be as, as well regarded anymore. Why? Because they have different values of what they consider important than me. Mm -hmm. right? If I have a family and they start talking about how amazing the nightlife is in that city or how exquisite the hotel environment or bar is, I don't care about that. Right. What I need to hear is from somebody who has a family who stayed there, and that's why this 85% goes. And, and everybody has different lenses that they experience things through. So one person's experience could be very different than another person's experience. Yeah. So that's when um, online reviews matter a lot. If you can get this variety of experiences, people with different preferences, people with different tastes, and people with different sort of value functions, as we call it, that, for example, uh, people on business, people on honeymoon, and people with um, young kids, they have very different expectations. Right. And the reviews, so what, what started as really an aggregation of consumer reviews is now blossoming them in, into much more of a full-service type environment. Is there the potential there for some kind of bias to creep into that? Sure. So if, if you think about any website that's providing content, the benefit to these companies are twofold. One is attention getting more prominent placement of my ad, my company's information, things like that. The other one is persuasion. Not only you look at my ad, but there's something in the website that actually helps or forces you to want to buy a service. Initially, TripAdvisor was just making money mostly on attention, mm -hmm. these ads. But as you know, it became the biggest company in the world in terms of user visits and traffic, it sort of naturally started saying, hey, can we um, start to go what we call down the consumer funnel in the process of actually booking and get a commission of that? 
the notion, I mean, you, you, you call the case managing online reviews. And as I read it, I thought, well, the notion of managing online reviews to me seems to be counter to the notion of providing unbiased information. Yet you do cite some examples in there of, of companies that are managing online reviews in a way that isn't inauthentic. Can you describe that a little bit? Sure. So it is natural to imagine that once any consumer touch point starts to having an impact on, on people's decision, companies want to have an impact on that touch point. Mm -hmm. so with TripAdvisor, it became the go-to destination for hotels and other travel services. And what hotels started to realize is that if they don't have good TripAdvisor reviews, this really damages their business. It has become the most influential aspect. So studies done by Cornell, there's a school in Cornell, that uh, hotel schools, mm -hmm. they showed that the biggest factor that explains people's decision for hotels now is reviews, right? Online reviews, now TripAdvisor being the biggest. The second one is location of the hotel, and the third is price, mm -hmm. right? So companies control price. They don't control location, right? They control when, where they set up, but once they set up, they can't change that anymore. Right. Uh, so now what they're trying to do is influence the first big thing, which is managing reviews. Now, how do you manage reviews? There are three types of ways that you can manage reviews as a hotel. You can manage the location of the review, mm -hmm. right? People are probably going to review your hotel. You can try to nudge them to review it at one particular place. For example, um, the Four Seasons tries to nudge you to write a review on their own website. Mm -hmm. Others try to ask you to write a review on TripAdvisor by putting these little signs and asking you and sending you reminders. Yeah. So location of where you write such that they aggregate the reviews instead of becoming scattered all over the internet. Mm -hmm. The second one is the amount of reviews. So the same way that you can manage the location of the reviews, you can try to get people to review. More is better, I assume. So more is better to some extent, right? If you have very little reviews, then each additional review will help. Mm-hmm. Now, at the margin, after you've had 1,000 reviews on TripAdvisor, what is the benefit of the 1,001 reviews? So research was done to show that kind of it's very minor, mm -hmm. right? You have to get scale at some point, and then afterwards it doesn't matter. Now, the most important aspect of reviews are the quality of the reviews, right. how many stars you're getting. And then we start to come into some trouble. How does a hotel manage the quality of a person's review? Well, there's a study that was done by McKinsey, and I put it in the case. Mm -hmm. And McKinsey said, we've studied many industries, and the biggest impact, biggest factor that impact people's decision-making is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. By their claim, they're kind of saying companies should focus much less on advertising and much more on word of mouth. And so I challenge this in the case and telling the students, and I say, okay, so Let's just stop doing advertising. Let's just get people's, improve people's word of mouth of our product or hotel. Which you do by providing a better experience for people. Yes. So that's the point. Word of mouth has always existed. If yeah. you have a better product, you're going to have a better review. Right. But that's not what's in discussion. If you're going to have a better product, you, your advertising is going to work more. Apple's advertisements work very, very well yeah. because they have amazing products. So the point here is not improving your product. Right, Because I could go to any hotel and say, oh, you want to sell more? I know what you should do. Have a better hotel. Mm -hmm. Have a better experience. Have better services. Right, And then word of mouth is going to be better, and then you're going to sell more. And they say, well, that's obvious. Apart from the product, 
um, you cannot influence the quality of your reviews unless you start doing things that are very, very fuzzy. For example, some hotels, when you check out, they ask, how was your experience? Yeah. And then if you said, oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Staff are so good. Then they give you a form and say, oh, could you please <laughs> fill out on TripAdvisor um, this review? You're and being we'll manipulated. Give you some... They're manipulating you. They're manipulating you. Well, manipulating to some extent, you know, you, you could argue, what is the definition of manipulation? Yes. If it's changing your mind, they're not changing your mind. Right. Right? Because you already said that um, you love the experience. All they want from you now is to incentivize you to talk about that experience. So it could be argued that that's not manipulation. Right. Now, what happens when the person who says, oh, I had an awful experience, you know, the staff was not courteous, this, my room was awful, what are they going to do? They don't ask you to write on TripAdvisor, <laughs> so they withhold. So that's what yes. we call. So they selectively try to choose the better reviews, right? And then we start in, in class. The students start debating what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, yeah. what is actual manipulation, which is what is actual sort of self-serving by you know selecting the better ones. So this idea that companies should start influencing word of mouth marketers should influence word of mouth is actually not entirely correct. Mm -hmm. You still do your adver advertising because you control 100% of your advertising. Right. You have very little, sometimes no control over what other people talk about your product apart from the quality of the product itself. And this is a lesson that actually applies to any consumer category, really. I would say pretty much any product or service that somebody's selling, the word of mouth is always going to be important. So if, to the marketers that are out there listening to this podcast, is there one particular thing you would like them to take away from a case like this? So the particular thing is that advertising, while there's been a lot of bad mouthing in advertising, advertising, if done well, has an impact on your business. Now, there's many ways to do it, and some ways have better or worse impact mm -hmm. or lower impact, but controlled firm-driven communication using the brand, my definition of advertising, mm -hmm. still has a place for many, many companies. They should track consumer-to-consumer -consumer communication, i.e. word of mouth. Yeah. But in some cases, that word of mouth, there's le very little that you can do about it. So that leads me to my last question, which is for the consumers that are out there listening to this, how concerned should they be about having to filter the authentic reviews from the inauthentic? I mean, is it a rampant problem? Are many brands out there kind of stacking the deck with inauthentic reviews? There's definitely some amount of influence that the industry is making on uh, um, providing various levels of inauthentic um, reviews. Mm -hmm. When you talk to consumers, most of them saying, I've gotten pretty good at selecting which ones are inauthentic and just using the authentic ones. Right. And that's one thing consumer says. The other thing consumer says is, if there are enough reviews, I can so-called de-bias. I can just select the ones that are more authentic and not consider the inauthentic ones. We sort of use our trust meter that's built in and figure out which ones are authentic. Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that if you had a course in statistics, mm -hmm. one of the th simple things that you learn is if you're sampling from a biased set, even if you have a thousand, a million, 10 million samples, your sample is still going to be biased. 
There's no amount that you can use to overcome a biased sample. So size will never eliminate the bias, mm-hmm. right? So just um, knowing that is important, that just going to a website that says we have a million reviews might actually be worse mm-hmm. for you to make the correct decision than one that has 10 or 15 reviews. What is important is how were these reviews collected? So it's very important when you're looking at how the reviews are configured to understand who is allowed to review, right? Yeah. I think that would be my biggest suggestion. Don't think that more is better. In this case, it is not. Very helpful as I think about planning my next family vacation. Thales, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you for having me. Uh, You can find the case Managing Online Reviews on TripAdvisor in the HBS Case Collection at hbr.org. I'm Brian Kenny, and you've been listening to Cold Call, the official podcast of Harvard Business School.